Happy Friday. So gang, we are now in December and I think it is probably a good idea for us all just to take a moment and congratulate ourselves for being on this lifestyle change in December. And I don't know, I think with loads of the check-ins recently, it's just got me really, really thinking about how we need to massively congratulate ourselves for staying in action. It would be so much easier just to wait into the new year. If you are listening and you are waiting to the new year, that's still absolutely fine, but there is something magic. And if I think about the journey that so many of you have had with me, it's normally because you've maybe joined at a time where it could possibly have been tricky if this was some very faddy, um, ridiculous type of diet and lifestyle change, if it meant that you had to exclude food groups, if it meant that um, the types of things you had to do to feel successful in this group meant that you couldn't go on holiday, that you couldn't go out for dinner. And I suppose that's why I'm just so, so proud um, that us guys have realized that the magic, the thing that so many people are seeking and will probably be particularly seeking in January is staying in imperfect action. So realizing that your body composition will not care about the month of December any more than it does about any other month in isolation. What it cares about is how you're treating it over months and years. So the only, only, only way you're gonna inhabit the body of your dreams that feels the way you want it to feel, that looks great and that performs optimally is by finding a pattern of movement, training and nutrition that you enjoy. And then the magic is being able to repeat that pattern the majority of the time. Not all of the time, because we're not robots, but the majority of the time. So you're all thinking, what is today gonna to be about? Today's gonna to be about a few things. One of the things I wanted to talk about, because I realized loads of women in this group are around um, perimenopause or menopause or even postmenopause. So a little bit about the right kind of approach with your diet and with your training, if you're experiencing those type of hormonal changes. Um, and also want to talk about pelvic floor health and um, basically the, the real kind of... Um, training advice around how to lift safely. Obviously, there's other bits and pieces that are going to come in as well. But maybe if we first start by talking about um, the menopause, and I know because I obviously have check-ins with so many of you, it's massive in this group. So it really doesn't matter um, whether this is applying to you yet or not. We know that obviously for all of us women, we do have the joy of um, menopause coming our way. And my biggest piece of advice actually from um, chatting with lots of women and some professionals that work with people experiencing hormonal changes is to actually start monitoring your symptoms. So if you haven't found her already, and um, the menopause doctor on Instagram is absolutely fantastic. And she has loads of free resources. And I'm not going to say I'm an expert in the menopause by any means, but she does have an amazing app called the Balance app. So if you're starting to experience changes in your cycle, um, all you or any any other symptoms that you think are to do with hormonal changes, you download the app and you just start to kind of create an evidence bank. So it can really help you when you go along to the GP and want to describe your symptoms 
Also, if you go to her um, website, so all the links again um, are under the menopause doctor on Instagram, you can um, do a search for easy prescribing or even just Google easy prescribing for um, HRT. And again, it's got some really fantastic, um, really kind of evidence-based practical advice if you are thinking that might be something you want to explore and I'll leave her to kind of let you know all that ins and outs of that information because I wouldn't do it justice on the podcast but basically I think we owe it to ourselves to be talking about it more to be more open about it because I think when these hormonal changes happen we do experience so many changes. We can feel like the way our body holds on to fat um, changes, the distribution of fat in our bodies can feel like it's much more around the tummy area. And um, we get disturbances in our sleep, our energy levels change, your sex drive can change. You can have changes, um, obviously, with your hair feeling like it's thinning or falling out. So there are so, so, so many changes, but sometimes you might not notice them if they're sort of creeping in um, quite quietly. But it's really important that you get the right professional advice for you. So my biggest tip for anyone that that resonates with is to have a look at the menopause doctor on Instagram or go to her website, download the balance app and just start tracking your um, cycle, start tracking your symptoms. Because again, I think there's a massive misunderstanding that if we just go for a blood test, um, the doctor will be able to tell us if we're um, perimenopausal or not. And the more I start to understand about this, the more I realize that that's not the case. And it's much more about um, tracking symptoms and treating symptoms. So it's not that a blood test is going to tell you what these levels need to be. It is much more sort of symptomatic control. And I think that leads us into thinking. So basically, I suppose, what are the risk factors? So when we do go through the menopause, we do have an increased risk for things like osteoporosis, heart disease, and stroke. You're also more likely to get a diagnosis after menopause of things like hypothyroidism or metabolic syndrome. And again, I think if we're thinking about kind of future-proofing ourselves, so no matter where we are kind of in our hormonal journey, it's something that will visit all of us if we are women. Um, and I know the majority of us are um, women in this group. So I suppose it's really thinking about what would be the optimal um, nutrition? What would be the optimal way of training be? Is there something special and magical, something different we should be doing if we are facing um, these hormonal um, changes in the near future? And I suppose the great news for you guys, if you are here and already in action, is already, if you are embedding the absolute fundamentals of being a West Beach Fitness Challenger, so that is the um, nutrition side of things, so being very protein-centric, looking at vegetables, complex carbohydrates, um, also obviously with your training, looking at increasing and using resistance training as your kind of mainstay for your training program, and obviously getting in enough steps and moving enough and sleeping and resting and ensuring you have those um, rest days, then you are already doing um, the best you possibly can be to future-proof yourself for these future hormonal um, changes. And there's a lot of research about the benefits of resistance training and the fact that by lifting weight or obviously working with your own body weight as resistance, you are going to really be helping reduce your risk of osteoporosis. So it's gonna help um, 
maintain your bone density. So obviously, if you're loading through your bones, you are going to um, be really looking after your bone health, which is massive. As we go through those hormonal changes, you're much more likely to obviously um, be at risk if you get osteoporosis of fractures or breaks in your bones. Also, resistance training in the literature has even been linked with um, reducing hot flushes and improving uh, your mood generally, which again, I know I'm preaching to the converted here. I think we have all had a time where we've had low mood and then we've gone and got some fresh air or we've done a training session and we felt so, so much better. So I don't think that will come as a massive surprise to any of you. From a nutrition point of view, there is um, some nice literature emerging around, again, just a quite a protein centric diet being really positive for um, people who are either going through or have gone through the menopause, because again, we tend to lose, well, we do, um, from I think as women, uh, from about the age of 35, don't quote me on it, I do believe we start to lose our muscle mass. So again, you're sort of really kind of battling something that's sort of progressively trying to slip away from you. So how do we maintain um, lean muscle mass that's gonna keep us in more metabolically active bodies? You've got it, gang. We are doing it already. So it is resistance training. And in regards to diet, um, they talk about sort of 40 grams of protein sort of per, per meal, which again, lots of you will be striving for that kind of 100 to 120 grams across a day. So definitely sort of reflecting on where your protein levels are now. And by having enough protein available in your diet, it just means that you're um, less likely to experience that um, muscle wastage, particularly if you're giving your body what it needs. And um, so that's obviously the protein and also stimulating and activating muscle through your um, training. There's also talk about um, including foods that are high in um, phytoestrogens. And I'm probably not going to say it properly, but isoflavins and we talk about um, these complex carbs a lot. And again, just have a moment and think, do these foods or do these food kind of groups occur in my diet regularly enough? And it is things like lentils, um, soybeans, soy products, and flax meal, dried fruits, garlic, um, berries. So really thinking, are you getting these type of um, foods in regularly enough? Because you do really want to start supporting um, your body with the right nutrients. So looking for foods that are high. Um, I know for me, I've added in two tablespoons of um, flax meal now into my overnight oats and just do that as a standard every single day. I'll also put flax meal often into any kind of granola mix I'm making. And I met with, if any of you are local and you know her or off um, Instagram, Eva, a nutritionist who is amazing. And we had a great chat. I'm going to bring her on hopefully for a live soon. And we talked, um, she talked a lot about um, flax meal and ever since... I have been having flax meal. I definitely feel like um, hormones have felt more regulated. So um, definitely, if you haven't embraced flax meal yet, I think I literally am buying three kilogram bags and the whole family is enjoying plenty more um, flax meal hidden for the children, obviously, um, in things like granola. But um, just start whacking it in if you can, two tablespoons in um, your diet chatting about things like hormone changes obviously is going to lead quite nicely on to kind of pelvic floor function and again for the majority of us in this group we've kind of 
had kids and even if you haven't had kids you still have a pelvic floor and it is so important that we look after our pelvic floor health because what you will find is if you've got away with it and you haven't really done your pelvic floor exercises if you do start um, to go through the menopause you are going to be losing estrogen and that is going to mean you're much more likely to experience um, things like prolapse if you haven't been sort of toning and thinking about engaging your pelvic floor with your training or any type of um, issues you might have had with your pelvic floor. Once you start to go through those hormone changes in addition, you will become, um, or you're much more likely to become symptomatic. So if there's been something that has just been kind of bubbling away it's really important to address it as soon as you possibly can. And I really can't recommend highly enough going to see a woman's health and physio. I think in France, they just make it mandatory. And all women after childbirth go and see a women's health physio and have an internal check and check they know how to engage their core. And we don't do that in this country. So if you're in a position where you can just go for like a women's health check with a physiotherapist and check that you um, know how to engage your pelvic floor that you're engaging it when you're lifting weight and when you're training it's probably the best money you could possibly spend on the app there is a pelvic floor training video so I have trained with Jenny Burrell who again is really worthwhile looking up online but her whole training method is about making sure that you are engaging your core and basically um, loading your core appropriately and I had a really good question on a check-in, which is how do you how do you basically know if you've had some issues with your pelvic floor, um, when and how to increase weight? And it really is about building things up very slowly. And if you notice that you're overwhelming your core and you can no longer engage it because the weight is too he heavy or the task is too much and you experience any feeling of um, not being connected to your core and sort of urine leakage, um, anything like that, or sort of, again, if you've got any degree of um, diastasis, so splitting your tummy muscles, and you start to get that piking look, so where your two um, bellies of your um, digastric muscles, so the muscle in the center um, of your six pack, basically start to kind of um, pike out, a bit like an alien coming out of your tummy, then you have not managed to um, keep that connection to your core. You've overwhelmed it, and you are working um, at too hard a level and you need to downgrade the activity and the more you do it so if you're not engaging your core and you're thinking mm, what is Katie chatting about all of you have access to the pelvic floor app and pelvic floor app on the app there's a pelvic floor video and it takes you through very simply how to breathe how to ensure that when you are lifting weight or contracting through the muscles that you are engaging your core properly. So if you haven't had a chance to look at that yet, it's just sitting there and it's waiting for you. And it goes through all of the big movement patterns. So obviously things like pulling, pushing, squatting, um, deadlifting. So once you have really nailed those movement patterns, know how to engage your core, then all of those movement patterns will actually 
become activities that activate and um, make your core work really hard. And I think so frequently we go into things like deadlifting or squatting. And if you're not engaging your core, you're actually missing out on probably, well, not even probably, definitely the best way to tone um, and increase the strength of your core muscles. So if this is like, oh, I probably should have done that, just do it. I think if you add the two videos together, it's like literally 20 minutes. Um, and just use a pair of tights and get that biofeedback to ensure that that core is being um, involved. Hmm. So I think that probably is it from um, that idea of thinking about your um, hormone health and how that might impact on you. But basically, just to reiterate, if you are here, the likelihood is you are already on the best perimenopausal or menopausal or postmenopausal diet there is. Um, because luckily we are embedding all of those principles into our everyday habits already so do not fear and don't ever get sold so if there's ever anything that's like oh you know the best training program or you know the best nutrition for and then they name either like a hormonal change or you know an exercise that's going to tap into belly fat it normally is a load of shit so just remember that we have got these fundamentals embedded and they are going to continue to support you through those changes that eventually we'll all get to. And if you aren't anywhere close to kind of perimenopause and you've just had your kids, it's so amazing if you are going to be coming um, into your 40s and your 50s with these um habits of movement, nutrition and training fully embedded and in integrated into your life consistently, you will be facing these changes um, in a completely different body. And hopefully it's going to mean that that journey for you is going to be as easy as possible. But also definitely, um, I think for each of us, and we all have different and personal um, probably ideas about this, but to explore hormone replacement therapy and think about whether that might also be right for us um, as well, because there are lots of benefits. I'm not going to go into it again. Just visit the um, the menopause doctor. She goes into it much more beautifully um, than I ever could. So the other things I wanted to chat about, I've been listening to Lo, you know me, I love to listen to a podcast and then just distill them and then kind of integrate them into a podcast like today, we're going to jump around everything. But it's something about the reframe. And it's something I've been trying to do. And possibly it can be quite irritating if I keep uh, reframing things for people. But I think if you do it for yourself, it can be really, really powerful. And lots of you, again, in check-ins have been saying, how do you deal with Christmas, all these social occasions? And I suppose what I want you to think is, can you reframe it? So when you're thinking about sort of panicking over it, maybe sort of switching it around in your head. So you've got lots of social occasions. It's Christmas. Well, hopefully, I know COVID is maybe making everything a bit more precarious, but at this moment in time, hopefully loads of you are going to be going out and enjoying meals that you haven't had to cook for yourself, that you haven't had to prepare. You don't have to think about it. You can just turn up enjoy um, delicious food, lovely company without a care in the world. And I'm really hoping when you're going to these events now, you don't have any last supper thinking. So you're not thinking, oh my goodness, my diet is usually so restrictive that um, during this Christmas do, I'm literally going to hoover up the bread basket, eat every single scrap off my plate, whether I'm hungry or not. Um, always have dessert because I'm never allowed dessert. I'm hoping you're going into it feeling like you've got a set of tools. 
and sometimes making decisions. So sort of deciding if you're drinking and having a main or if you're having um, starter and a main, but you're deciding to drive that night. So sort of making those adjustments if you need to. And I have encouraged the majority of you actually pretty well, ideally, I think most of us for December to be kind to ourselves shouldn't be expecting um to be sticking to a calorie deficit do you think it's tricky i feel like it's an extra a stress maybe however you could reframe it that if you are choosing to stay in a calorie deficit for december that that's phenomenal it's great that you get the choice that you can have all of this amazing food around you but you still have that flexibility and that autonomy to kind of choose what direction you want to take your your body and your body composition over the month of december so again just that reframe no one's putting this upon you nobody's saying you have to um you know on the 31st of december be lighter than you were on the 1st of december there could be a much better goal which is hmm, maybe my goal is to get through december with no guilt associated with um going out and socially eating and drinking and having a nice time and i would imagine if you start to come from that place of kindness and again, I've got that lovely phrase still in my head from when I met with a gentle leader. But when you are out and you are socializing, having that thought, how could I love myself more in this moment? And I don't know, but I'm imagining that often is going to um, not look like having the eighth glass of wine because that's not really loving yourself. Hopefully it's not going to mean choosing a dessert off the dessert menu that you're not even that bothered about because again, that's not really about loving yourself more in that moment. So having that kind of pressure off you can sometimes really help with you starting to feel more autonomous with your decisions um, in life and when you are out and you're sort of choosing rather than having to. So it's not like, oh, I shouldn't have another drink. It's like, well, actually I'm choosing not to have another drink or it's not that you don't get to have dessert. It's that you're choosing not to have it because nothing on the menu was a fuck it yes. So again, just having those little things in the back of your mind whilst you're going through um, the social season, hopefully, fingers crossed, of December, I'm hoping you're going to be coming into 2022 with like, ah, actually, I got through December. I um, maybe I didn't always eat in line with my body composition goals, but I didn't experience any guilt. I didn't have any last supper style behaviors of really overdoing it. And um, I really enjoyed myself, enjoyed um, not having to prepare food. But what I also think is when you give yourself permission to be off track sometimes as a minority behavior, you can start to feel quite hungry for normality. And actually, when it comes back round and everyone's back to normal and possibly in lockdown, you'll be like, oh, I'm really looking forward to having those meals that I've got in my repertoire of, um, you know, quite protein centric, veggie centric meals. And I can't wait to get back to those because actually, if anyone showed me another sort of Christmas menu, I think I would, um, yeah, basically not be as excited. But we're still in the beginning of December. So enjoy, basically, is what I'm saying. Know that you have got bespoke tools. You have created a blueprint um, of being the majority of the time that is just always there. So let that run on autopilot through December. 
don't worry about the moments where um, maybe things don't go completely to plan. Do go in with a bit of a plan, have a notion of how you want to be acting and responding with a bit of a nod to your future self, but don't start beating yourself up about it. Because I think the more anxious you are about it, the more likely you are to just be like, oh, well, I'm off the wagon now. I may as well be completely off it. So kind of give yourself permission and cut yourself a bit, bit of slack and maybe have some goals around um, being able to have meals out with no guilt and see if you can actually tick the box and um, achieve that because that is powerful. If you put on a couple of pounds through December, it really, again, it doesn't matter. No one will notice. Hopefully you're not even measuring it on the scale. And if in January you're feeling a little fluffier than you like, you know that you are in a really safe environment and that literally with um, within sort of two weeks of eating back in your majority pattern and moving, you'll just be back to normal. And I would say the one thing is, just keep your pattern of movement and training going, not to negate the um, eating out more, but just for your mental health to keep the habit, because then the nutrition can easily just kind of be brought back into line with your goal come January. So basically, just don't stress. And I would love to, um, some of you to post up in the group when you've just gone out and enjoyed a meal with no guilt. That would be lovely. It's music to my ears. Um, fat will come and go, but memories you know, it is just worth making these memories and not being that, you know, obsessive person who can't let their food rules go. So there you go. That's my goal for all of you. And again, with this reframe, some of us can be like, well, I'm just too busy or, you know, I'm just too stressed. But again, if you get a moment to just think about a reframe for those two things. So if you are really busy, it's fantastic to be busy. Actually, I think sometimes it means that you have to be more structured with your training regime and know when you're going to be working out because you're really super busy. Um, know that you've got some meals prepped because, again, you know you're going to be really, really busy. Um, and in regards to sort of being stressed, the reframe for stress, which I heard the other day, which I really liked is it's a really good reflection that there's things that matter in your life to be stressed about. So if you can just kind of think, you know, I am really stressed, but it, the reason you're stressed is because there's exciting things happening or just things happening that mean something to you. And that probably means that your life has got a lot of meaning and that hopefully what you're doing is important. So just again, thinking that maybe that's quite a fortunate place to be in, because if you had a life with no stress, it might mean that there wasn't very much happening in it. And if you weren't really busy, again, that might not be the best kind of most exciting um, life to be living in either. So just having a bit of a think about that too. Um, somebody on the Q&A asked me a little bit about um, fasting and what my thoughts are on it. And um, particularly in reflection of today's podcast being a little bit more about hormonal changes, I read something really interesting, which was about when we go into sort of a prolonged state of fasting that it can actually spike cortisol, which is the stress hormone. I do think it's really individual to the person, but I know for me personally, I really enjoy eating four times a day. I'm not interested in fasting. I don't think there's anything magic. The reason some people will lose weight if they do decide to do any kind of fasting protocol is because they're shrinking their window and opportunity for eating. So ultimately it's a calorie deficit just wrapped up in a different way. So personally for us as women, 
with all the different hormonal changes going on, I don't know if on top of that, you need to add in the stress to your body of fasting. I think for all of us guys as well, we really enjoy training. And if you listen to um, my podcast with um, Corel, the nutritionist, you know, it's really important that we're using these windows um, to get um, glycogen back into the muscles, to get protein into the muscles, to repair. So for me, somebody who really wants to train and has sort of body composition goals or goals around maintenance, I don't feel like it fits particularly well for me, but interested to know if any of you do it. I think I would find it really um, tricky to um, be fasted for any length of time and I would never miss breakfast. Sometimes even just having something not kind of as strict as fasting, but maybe even something around, you know, not eating after 8 p.m is quite good for your sleep and quite good obviously to have just a bit longer for your body to rest and digest but ultimately it personally my um, feeling on it is it's not for me and then I just wanted to go through because I'm actually doing a um, article for one of the magazines locally and it was really about my top tips um, for going in to January and basically you guys you've already got it nailed but I thought I might just um, just remind you, because I think you guys have got it, but there's five of them. So count off how many of these you've already got. So number one, my top tip for embracing a real and sustainable change to your lifestyle would be to firstly, make sure that you have embedded imperfect action. So is that you? Are you there? Have you embedded imperfect action? Have you stopped jumping on and off the wagon, which does sound exhausting and not very enjoyable? Because we all know that our body composition cares about what we do over the long haul, not over kind of like a month or a week or a day or a weekend. And I do think there's real magic in putting that perfectionist mentality in the bin. So number one, imperfect action. Number two, having a morning and evening routine. And again, if you haven't got one yet and you've been here a while and you're struggling, this, and I promise you, if you could have one thing in the in the check-ins, I always have one thing you guys have to think about. And so frequently, I want your one thing to be having a morning and evening routine, setting yourself up at the beginning of the day. I'm working towards being a person who, and then obviously I like you guys to do um, your press-ups as well just to get your body, you know, fully, um, fully working. And also I think you're more likely to treat it kinder, but then the evening routine to reflect on what went well, and then also something you could improve on tomorrow. So again, just keeping that positive focus. Number three, understanding that you're not broken, you don't need fixing. And if you do have a fat loss goal, that is your goal to own. And it is your goal alone. Nobody else gives a monkeys about how much you weigh or what your body composition is. But if it does matter to you, you need to come at this change um, from love and kindness. Um, and if you really can't do those things, at least finding um, a place of neutrality to start this change, because hating yourself into change is never going to work and it's never going to stick. Um, number four, again, if you're listening to this, you've likely already got one, but find a coach. So I think for me personally in my life, I have a coach. So I um, have a business coach. Having someone you're accountable to, so actually paying someone and then being accountable to that person. It sounds so ridiculous because often you might be like, well, I just tell Katie what I'm going to do. You could just tell yourself. But there is something magic about either telling me or telling the group what your intention is. 
I think you're about 99.9999% more likely to do it when you say you're going to do it because you do feel that level of accountability. And having it in your head as a little bit of a, a wish and a prayer is not the same as having an accountability coach. So if you're not using that element of the challenges yet, do start using it because it is key. And then the final part, and I pretty much uh, know we're nailing this, is have a community where your desired behavior is the norm. So for you guys, um, luckily, and if you're not part of this amazing challenges group, we are resetting on the 10th of January. So be welcoming new members, opening up spaces. So keep your eyes peeled for that link. Um, but it's really so much easier to embed change when those around you are just doing those things naturally and you're seeing it and you're inspiring each other and everybody's seeking the same behavior change and obviously for us guys that's to be moving more training consistently and nourishing our bodies better and I think that's what makes this group so successful and I think this is why so many of us have been in action for well over a year some of us nearly five years, which is phenomenal. So again, if you've been here more than a year, I have been a bit slow, but keep your eyes on your post box. There is a little thank you coming, which I'm very excited about. Um, and probably most of you have guessed now. I have very slowly been giving them to people I see, but I do need to stand in the post office queue. Guys, I am going to go now. If you are able to screen grab um, the podcast and share it to your Instagram, I will love you forever. Maybe I'll add in some Christmas burpees. We are going to have a Christmas live. Um, I don't know if you guys want it in between Christmas and New Year or pre-Christmas. I've got to get my tree first, obviously. And also just to re-mention, if you haven't upgraded, there is the most ridiculous offer from myself at the moment. So if you're already subscribing, if you subscribe for £10 more per month, you can come into every single strength live on a Thursday. You'll also get access to the live yoga and Pilates that I'm now introducing because I've just decided it will be phenomenal. And um, you'll also um, get access to a library of yoga videos and very soon Pilates videos ranging from 10 to 60 minutes. So you'll get access um, instantly to those things too. I'm meeting with the Pilates instructor tomorrow and I'm super excited and bringing a Pilates live in December. She is absolutely incredible and more details to follow. But um, again, it's just £10 at the moment. So if you want to get in on that, do make sure that you go to packages and subscribe to the upgrade. Guys, I love you all loads. Have amazing weekends. I hope there's been some things that you're taking home from this. I think we've basically covered everything. Um, and yeah, keep me posted, keep alive, keep your energy here, stay in action and just start to be kind to yourself. Um, during the crazy, hopefully crazy, um, well, crazy season. Let's again reframe it. Hopefully we are fortunate and still able to socialize. So don't get stressed, just enjoy. Bye gang.